And we're live. We're live. Oh, okay. Um, today we got Matt Hillis. Um, Hello. We met. <laughs> how did we meet? Mod Pizza. Mod Pizza, baby. Mod Pizza. Mod Pizza. You were friends with Lando, Alec. And I came first. Then it was Lando. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You brought Lando. I, in? It was Nate and Dave that got me on. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm, let's talk about it. Tattoos. Tattoos. That's the first one. Yeah. Man, I don't even know how many I got. 10 tattoos i know you're inky too though so I got, let's not just talk about my tattoos i got a little bit what um what's your kind of philosophy on them good bad philosophy um like should you get them everywhere yes do you think it will <laughs> impact like a job well for tattoos i guess i started getting them at 18 mm-hmm. my i have three older brothers who all got tattoos and like a lot of my family, a lot of people in my family have tattoos. So mm-hmm. from the beginning, it was like I just want to get as many tattoos as I, I can get. Yeah, <laughs> but Oof. I got my first one at eighteen. It was a lot of my tattoos are like memorial, like mem- well, memories of. For instance, my first one was mm-hmm. JD, my oldest brother who passed, mm-hmm. and then everything else has kind of been like having a story behind it. But I do want to get tattoos that don't necessarily need to have a story. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I have like eleven right now. I got this one. I don't know if you've seen this. Ooh, one. I we always wearing masks at mod, so you didn't hey. see the lip tattoo. No, but what does it say? It says bueno. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one a couple beers deep when I was studying abroad. So Sheesh. that was tough. That was something. Doesn't that wear off? In like ten years, I don't know if. Huh? Yeah. Well, the funny story is, so I got the tattoo, mm-hmm. had a couple beers, like I said, so. Maybe it wasn't the best decision. Okay. And then they didn't tell me that you can't drink alcohol or coffee. And I drank both of those things that night and it was mm-hmm. gone the next morning. It was just gone. I Ooh. woke up and the tattoo was just disappeared. So I had to go back in and they were like, oh yeah, you can't drink hot liquids or alcohol. And so they had to redo it over the existing cut. Damn. Oh, that was bad. Did that but, hurt? Oh yeah. That's probably like my quote-unquote dumbest tattoo i have mm-hmm. parents weren't super happy about it but you know i got it <laughs> if um i mean people can't see this but it's inside the lip it's inside the lip yeah lip tattoo bueno bueno that's yeah how long did that take oh honestly i think it took like 10 minutes it was a quick one but i was in and out of there and i mean like like you were saying it's like 10 years and it'll be gone but it's worth it a lot of memories mm. with that tattoo. What's um? <laughs> what's one spot you never get a tattoo? Face tattoos. Would you get them? Face tattoos? Yeah, yeah. I, probably not the face. Mm. Or like, oh, the feet would hurt. The top of the but, feet or the bottom? Oh goodness, both of them. Yeah, I don't think I would like either uh-huh. of those. But probably the face. I'm thinking neck tattoos would be cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna get some neck tattoos. Hand tattoos. I already got one. Yeah. Says but dubs. <laughs> That's a pretty stupid one, too. My parents were also not happy about that. We were on my brother's bachelor party, and it was like another spur of the moment. Mm. And I was like, it was like $120 for four letters like that. Sheesh. Not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I, disappearing, so. I have I have a friend like that. I used to work at Mod, or yeah. a pizza place I would work at. <laughs> um, Unnamed. Um uh, it, um, he was really cool. He would just get like these like random tattoos, and like stick and pokes. Were they like stick and pokes? No, they were just like really crappy. Oh, <laughs> and I told him it's like, dude, like I get, get them. <laughs> I was like, dude, are you gonna get better tattoos? And he told me he's like, it doesn't matter 
how good or how bad the tattoo is. Mm-hmm. It's about the memory that I had in that moment. Yeah. This tattoo is capri- capturing a time yeah. in my life. And that's how it was rolling with it. And I was like, damn, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I think that's a really good approach on tattoos. Like, like I was telling you, I want to start getting tattoos that don't necessarily need to have a story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super cool just whether it's a stick and po- i have a stick and poke too just from like a friend or if it's like bueno on my lip like all mm-hmm. those things have important memories in my life mm-hmm. so as as i keep moving forward i know i'm only 22 i, I can imagine i'll i'll get a few more in my lifetime oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure dude yeah Here how many do you have i have i have the rose i have the mexican flag i have the just the leg ball. tattoos Is yeah just leg i want more yeah. um the the one that has like the deepest meaning is a soccer ball. Mm. Um, it's a soccer ball that they use in Germany World Cup, but it's also the soccer ball that my dad um got me when I was young, and so um it's like, like the exact soccer ball. Oh, yeah. Every time I look at it, it's like it just reminds me of how my dad would always support me through oh, soccer because that was his favorite sport. That's yeah. my favorite sport. Yeah, he'd always be at my games. He'd always be buying me the cleats and the gear, and you know, yeah. showing me how it's done. And yeah, and that guy, you know, he's a soccer fanatic. So um, each time I look at it, it's not just oh, like you know, it's yeah. just a soccer ball. It's actually something meaningful. It's just. A memory, mm-hmm. you know, and the rose is—it's just a rose. It has kind of like That's sweet. <laughs> it's, it's around the Mexican flag, have like that little Spanish flair. Yeah, I think. And then uh, my first tattoo, I think, was the dumbest one <laughs> because it's um, it's two bars, two bars, two bars. I don't know if I've seen this one. Okay. Is it on the? Is it on the leg? Yeah, it's on, on the back. What that's it's a, what, that's nice. Come on, so, <laughs> that's well, nice. With the ninety eight inside, yeah. So w- when you see it, what do you think it is? A flag. So that's a lot of people <laughs> say <laughs> it's not a flag. I think I've seen that one before. I thought it was a flag, like a ninety eight flag. <laughs> so what it's actually supposed to mean is it's like the two bars are supposed to be an equal sign. Ooh. And the ninety eight. Are you a math guy? No. <laughs> So and then the ninety eight is my the birth year. Okay. So the equal sign is supposed to be equality. Ooh, equity. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be standing for yeah, standing up for what's right, yeah. being equal, being having equity and everything, and that that's what's supposed to mean in my head. But then when I see it now, I'm it's like, like a, people think it's a flag. Yeah, exactly. But hey, now just you got to tell the story behind it because that's now that I hear it, man, that's a cool, that's a super yeah. cool tattoo. <laughs> and you got color tattoos too. I think yeah. that's cool. I. Dude. I don't have any color tattoos, no. but I definitely want to get some in the future. Well, like if you have lighter skin, mm-hmm. they pop a lot they more. Pop, and yeah. that's one thing that my tattoo artist told me. It's like, yo, like you have darker skin. So like they, you know, it, it's harder for you. But um, honestly, it's like color, tattoo color on lighter skin mm-hmm. looks so sick. I know. I want to I want to get some in the future for sure. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, would you ever when you have when you have kids oh their names i'm getting their names on me for sure maybe what, a portrait of my kid's face oh I yeah don't know, on my back <laughs> um would you what would you tell your kids about tattoos about tattoos do's and don'ts do's and don'ts mm-hmm. don't be drunk and get a tattoo <laughs> i've done that one that's that was not the right way to go uh-huh. usually places don't even tattoo you if you're noticeably drunk so oh yeah you have to sign that way you got to sign the way say it. that you're not drunk or intox- yeah. intoxicated under the influence of some sort in spain they do it a little differently though so that's really? why well that's why i got the bueno one i had a couple cervezas mm. deep and i was like oh well, i actually got some people from spain listening <laughs> i know that's hey sick. what's up spain <laughs> sevilla <laughs> 
I hope it's not the tattoo artist because <laughs> I wasn't drunk. But for my kids, man, I think my parents approach it a really good way. Like, obviously, they encourage me to get stuff that has meaning. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, just like we can get into this more. But like my brothers are such a big impact and mm-hmm. ex- like super impactful people in my life. And they get started getting him at an y- earlier age. Yeah. And and my cousins as well. But they've ki- they kind of showed me, you know, like obviously you're not going to do something ridiculous and like completely out of pocket, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There, I guess there wasn't ever guidelines really laid down to me, but mm-hmm. so far I haven't gotten anything s- too stupid. So I hope mm-hmm. if my kids do want to get it, they can just kind of see, but also get something stupid too. Like that's cool. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't really have any guidelines for it. You have a good pain tolerance to them? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you experienced this, but mm. it's kind of like a cool, weird, like a good pain. Is that, uh, do you experience that? Yeah. So that's <laughs> A lot of people say it's like, ooh, like that. Yeah. That hurts, but you're like, keep going though. <laughs> you get, you get, um, when the, after the first tattoo, I got this itch okay. for it. I was like, damn, I want yeah. some more. I want it's more. like a, it's like a physical and mental, like, you're like, I need some more tattoos. Yeah. And I then like the first tattoo was kind of painful. Yeah. Cause the guy, um, you know how like they wipe it with a, like a towel. The, it, isn't it like alcohol tab or something? Is it like something like that? It? Right. So it kind of So you put something on the towel to yeah. wipe off, you know, yeah. the ink or whatever. Yeah. This guy was just like a dry towel. Oh. So he's just going over this open wound with a dry towel. And it felt like sandpaper. Where did you go? Room, Where was wound. this place? This place in Ferndale. Yeah. <laughs> he was like an apprentice too. Okay. So okay. I was like, oh, a little dang. bit cheaper. A little cheaper? bit. I okay. hope so. <laughs> and then, and then I got tattooed by the like the original owner. That guy was, uh, um, he you know he's been tattooing for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, you know, he he actually, you know, put the nummy stuff on. <laughs> he knew what to do. Exactly. He so, was a trained guy. Yeah, he was cooler. Um, but yeah, dude, I get that itch. You know, yeah. it's it's that itch for real. I know. I actually, we got over over COVID. You know, when we were all inside for mm-hmm. months on end, we got a tattoo gun from Amazon, oh. and I actually started tattooing my friends in the uh, house. No. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Do you know my friend Mitchell or Aiden or any of those guys? No. Friends of Lando Lando and us. And I gave Mitch the word fuck on his foot. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of got to act for it, I think. But then I did, you know, Keith Haring, the artist. He does like, I don't know. You you probably recognize his work. But I did one of his like stickers on my friend's leg. Mm -hmm. And then I did like a sunset on my friend's leg. And then... Mm -hmm. Finally, I was going to do a music note, which if mm-hmm. I want to get into a tattoo career, I probably shouldn't tell the story, but <laughs> I did the ta- the music note the uh, wrong way. Uh-huh. So then we oh. had to go, it was like an audible. It was like, okay, what are we oh. going to do? So then we had to do a box opening with a flower coming out of it and it looked terrible. Oh. <laughs> and my friend's yeah. living with that now. So Dang. that's a good career you can go into. You know, I know. They I make- didn't really set myself up for success. There, <laughs> that story, they make good money, dude. Super oh good God. money. And it's like, yeah. you know, supplies and that kind of stuff. I think the most expensive thing that they have to put up is time. Time. You know, yeah. that's it. You know, supplies. Mm-hmm. But like, you, depending on the artist, they can charge, like, mine will charge like, 125 an hour yeah that's that's pretty standard I think. but then yeah. like you know other artists like oh for like mm-hmm. a sleeve or something be like a couple grand <sighs> crazy it's, i know uh, and you kind of run on your own hours which is cool i feel yeah. like. like they kind of yeah. set up their own time and they're all just like extremely cool people at least mm-hmm. who i've been to and just amazing artists so it's yeah. always cool to like 
bring in an idea and then they're mm-hmm. like, this is what I think to do. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. that's way cooler yeah, than what I thought. Yeah, because I do believe like the most successful ones um, care about mm-hmm. the art. They care about the customer um, mm-hmm. and they're really good at their job because if you weren't, like people will know. It's like, dude, yeah. this tattoo is crappy. Don't go to this guy. Yeah. Bad service, bad drawing. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. So he will definitely get put out yeah you know, process of, of elimination yeah but like the best ones are like they're chill they're yeah. really good talk to them easy like because exactly. you're sitting there for two hours you, it's kind of like a podcast even mm-hmm. when you're that might be a good idea tattoo yeah. podcast you yeah get a tattoo while you're talking to people oh yeah dude See, and you have there's an idea right there <laughs> the conversations you also have with them they're like oh they're always like super in-depth and like mm-hmm. super cool i know Shout out to Adrian at Faithful Tattoo. He's okay. he's my guy. He's yeah. giving me like all my tattoos, but every time I'm in there, he's it's always like a super insightful conversation. So mm-hmm. yeah. go to him on what is it, State Street? He's the man. So, okay. Yeah. Send me his info. <laughs> I will, oh, man. Damn. I will. Um yeah. one one another thing that I've noticed about you, and I've always wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. Was when I first met you, you were like this super happy guy, super smiling. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Like when you first walked into mod, you were like, "Say hi to everybody." Okay. Right. What What makes you happy, man? What's that thing that like, hey man, like today might be a bad day, but I'm still here. I'm still kicking. Like, yeah. What's is it? Is it um your support system? Is it yeah? Is it God? Is it what is it? What is it that is like having yeah. that driving factor for you? Well, that's a that's a big one. I. Uh, thanks for seeing me as a happy person. Mm-hmm. I, I like to come off as like an optimistic person, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like all of that's testament to my community. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm my family, my friends, and just the people I'm with. Like at Mod, it was easy to be happy with like the people that were around you. You yeah. know, like, although I may have not always liked the, because, you know, I didn't work too much. I worked like eight hours a week, even <laughs> if that, <laughs> that was the tops. But yeah. The people there were super cool, and it's easy to be happy when you're surrounded by cool people, you know? Yeah. So, Mod was great. Um, just like Dave, Nate, Alec, everyone. I don't remember all their names. I never got all their names. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember all their I names. Can't. You, Vic. Like, that was always super fun. But I'd say when it boils down to it, it is my community and, like, what – I mean, just my, my family and my friends. Just when you got cool people around you, it's easy to be happy. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like – I, I mean, there's like the side of it where it's like, yeah, wake up, say, hey, today's going to be a good day. But mm-hmm. that's a lot easier when you got people around you that are like supporting you behind mm-hmm. you. And you know, you got support. So definitely. And my dog, Hank. That mm-hmm. that was a big one. Shout out, Hank. Yeah. He's one year old. Oh. Gosh, man. He's the man. What so, kind of dog is it? Black Lab. Oh. Yeah, I got him during COVID. He's the best, dude. Dude, dogs are. <laughs> they're something they're, they're my favorite. Like, I. I think dogs. Everyone needs a dog. Oh yeah, yeah unless you're sure. allergic. But yeah, I have <laughs> I have two cats, uh, Reggie and Otis. I met them. Yeah, little shitheads. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like Reggie's. Cats. Reggie's like a like he's, a lion. Like he's huge. He's hefty. Yeah, he's a hefty he's guy. Hefty. <laughs> That's what my wife likes to call him. He's just fluffy. He's fl- he's no. a little extra. I pet him. He's got some. <laughs> he, he's like a linebacker. <laughs> he's a it linebacker is. cat. Yes. Um. Uh. One time um talking about black labs yeah um one time when i was a little kid um i was going home from school and nobody was home Mm -hmm. um and my 
my neighbors had there were breeders and they had uh either like a golden retrie- i think it was like a either do black do labs come in gold too oh yeah go golden golden retrievers is it is that well there's that? like the retriever in the lab there's like i know there's a what is it is there black there's golden black retrievers? there's like, yeah yeah there's black golden retrievers i mean i had a yellow lab when i was growing up okay which is like kind of golden Mm. But then there's like chocolate labs. I think there's even like mm-hmm. red labs now. Like they're oh yeah, silver nice. labs. Like it gets it gets that's, crazy that's with the colors key. of labs. <laughs> so I got home that one time, and I was in elementary school, and mm-hmm. I've never been home by myself. Okay, and I was freaking <laughs> out. And um, my neighbor was a breeder, and they had black labs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always afraid of dogs. Always afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. And um and where my dad worked was like uh i think like a quarter mile away mm-hmm. from my house we live out in the country and so i was freaking out i don't know what to do so i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go where my dad works and just like you know run yeah and then i was like shit i hope the dog doesn't come after me mm-hmm. you know because i'm crying i'm running <laughs> and this neighbor dog is just gonna bite the shit out of me I yeah like, i hope that doesn't happen yeah and so I started running. I saw the black dog yeah. coming out. As a black dog, I'm in like elementary school. I'm scared. Yeah. Nobody's with me. I'm defenseless. If this dog wants to bite the shit out of me, it can go ahead. Does it have a history of that? Like, did you know that dog was vicious or something? No. Or? So, okay. like, you didn't would, know the dog? No. Okay. So we would always see it. Yeah. But, you know, the people, they were good at taking care of the dog. So it wouldn't yeah. really come around us. So I was running and this dog comes up and I was like, you know what? I either, like, stay here and this dog is going to kill me or i can keep on running so, you, so i kept running it. <laughs> i kept running and the dog was following me like but he was on by, by my side he used, he wanted to be your homie he yeah like... so he kept he just kept running by me he wasn't barking at me yeah. he, he was just like following me yeah um he wasn't trying to bite me or anything and yeah kept running kept running i was like okay okay cool well, he he hasn't killed me yet yeah. that's fine <laughs> And then um, close where my dad works, there's these other two dogs um, mm. on the other side of the road that they get territorial. Oh. And they saw me running, and the two dogs would just come at me, barking, like oh, trying geez. to bite the shit out of me. But the black lab fended them off. Wow. Yeah. He, <laughs> he fought them off. Dude, the black lab right there. Dude, I was like, Top tier dogs. I was like, Top tier. <laughs> and then I got to where my dad was. Yeah. My dad sees me. And then the dog sees uh, my dad's there, and he just goes back home. See, dogs got this weird intuition, like this sixth sense to them. Dude. Even though my dog is very dumb, he's got this like <laughs> he's got this other side. Like, no disrespect to Hank, but yeah. he's not the brightest bulb on the tree. <laughs> he's he's the sweetest dog. All they really know is like love, protection. Like, oh, and yeah. that's that's the coolest thing about dude, dogs. Dude, I love. You know? After that, I was like, yeah. dude, I love dogs. Oh. And I and I can tell because I would see like videos all the time of a dog giving up yeah. their lives for the owners. Yeah, I was like, man. Yeah, and with cats, you don't. Get <laughs> they that. they might just let you. F- get eaten up <laughs> exactly <laughs> they might help the robber come yeah, in. yeah. Like, hey, oh yeah yo, you want to know hey, you want in here? here yeah they, exactly dude cats are little they're mischievous man oh, my man. brother just got a cat and it's been taking some warming up to get to like mm-hmm. this cat but this cat does have some dog senses in it it's just it's like mm-hmm. really happy and like wants to play with you all the time mm-hmm. but most cats i see i feel like they're against you 
It's yeah. like you're like you're in the house. It's like you're looking at him. You're like, mm-hmm. what are you up to? So they don't give a shit either. No, because they just roll around. Like, They're like, you pay rent, you exactly. feed me, and I'm gonna just screw up your house. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't want to feed me, all those new shoes that you like, yeah, yeah I'll, guess mo- what? I'll mop them up. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's dude. I love dogs. Dogs I'm, are definitely. The better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's some cat lovers out there, and cats are cool too. But mm-hmm. I, I just mo- all my experiences with cats is that they, they kind of want to screw me up. I don't know. Dogs are just. I, I've been asking for. I asked for a dog up until I was seven years old. My parents mm-hmm. finally got when I was eight years old. So I don't really even know a life without a dog. Mm-hmm. So I like that. A lot of people have said like my personality is like a dog, which I don't know if. That's a compliment or a diss. Just like I'm kind of always excited. (laughs) I'm kind of excited and then like maybe a little dumb. I don't know. (laughs) We might both have kind of the dog. Like when we were at Mod Pizza, we were always the energizers. That's like a, that's a dog mentality right there. I loved working there, man. It was really cool. Um, (laughs) But what, what, what do you, when you're having those down days and you know, you don't, you know, you wake up and it's like, dang, like. Or maybe at the end of the day, it was a bad day. Mm-hmm. How do you bounce back? How what do you, you bounce back? What do you, what do you rely on? What do you lean on? What's the fallback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I want to bounce that one back to you. I want to hear your answer for that too. But uh, I just, I think it always goes back to, goes back to, you know, the commu- your community that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say community, what community. do you mean? So I'd say community kind of has like a, a what's the word i'm looking for like pretty big outreaching graphs in my in my thinking you know it's just mm-hmm. like it can be someone you talk to just like on the way up to school and like mm-hmm. you don't even really have to know someone to for it to be a part of your community but then mm-hmm. there's also like the foundational community of like your family your friends and the people mm-hmm. that you like really rely on but mm-hmm. i think that community can can be yeah like someone that you're in the elevator with like at Western Washington University, you know, mm-hmm. like going up to class and like you just talk to them for a little bit. It's like you just you just needed to get that off your like whether if you're saying anything important or not, it's just like I talked to that person, like mm-hmm. that that felt good, like just seeing how someone's day is going. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. little things like that are kind of what set set the mm-hmm. tone for the day. And it's just like it's uplifting stuff just to be be able to talk to someone and kind of mm-hmm. get get how their day's going and stuff like that. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something deeper to that, I'm sure, but it's it's just cool to kind of um, just talk to people and kind of see what like you were talking outside. Everyone's life's got their own stuff and their yeah. own battles and their own complexity, and I think it's just cool to just kind of talk to people about that. So I think that's where I kind of fall back on one is just mm-hmm. talking to people and kind of. You know, you you work through life together. Life is a thing you do together, and yeah. Um, yeah so, but I, I would say definitely like my brothers and my my friends as well. Mm-hmm. Just when you're having a rough day, reach out. Be like, hey, today's been shitty, and they're like, all right, yeah, today's been shitty, but mm-hmm. tomorrow's a new day, and and I love you. It's it's always just it's just falling back on the people, and I don't know what I would do without the the community that I have. So, I think community is a very important kind of like a essential part for at least my life i'm not trying mm-hmm. to speak for anyone else but i don't know how i would do it without community so Dang, yeah like uh, yeah how about you like what's what's your um 
What gets the gears turning? What what keeps it going? <laughs> for for me, when I'm having a bad day, um, I just come home to my wife and everything kind of melts away. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things. I see her and I see her smile and yeah, everything kind of melts away. And she might uh, and she's gonna listen to this and she'll be <laughs> like, "Oh, you're so full of it." No, but hey, that's yeah. I think that's what is so big in, in terms of like relationships. Like you mm-hmm. don't even have to think. It doesn't take effort really mm-hmm. uh, like when it comes to that. And like all my brothers are married who are older than me and that's the exact thing. Like you don't even have mm-hmm. to try really in a yeah. sense. Like that's the thing that really sets it apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. So it's it's like when 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 you're like in a relationship with that special person, you know. They, you guys have been dating for a long time. Yeah, so dude, it's, it's about like, to be six years and two days. Yeah, second nature at that point. And, you know, we know each other pretty well. And, and it has its pros and cons to it. Yeah, um, relationships. <laughs> and so I think that and also um, having what you said, a good support system, having your friends there. I think sometimes it's also hard for men mm-hmm. uh, to be like, hey, man, I'm struggling right now. Can yeah. you help me out? Because a lot of times we won't necessarily say it. We will just like, like you know, just vent. Mm-hmm. The other guy doesn't know that that's helping us. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, he's just mumbling, you know, he's just complaining about stuff. But yeah, yeah. just having that ear to, for somebody to listen to, mm-hmm. I think that's very important because a lot of people don't have that. I know. It's a privilege to have it. It, it is, is definitely dude. a privilege to have it. I think for me, like something I really appreciate about my brothers and my friends is like, vulnerability is like almost it's like i mean it should this is the way it should be but like vulnerability amongst everyone should be like encouraged right oh yeah Mm because often vulnerability is like looked down upon just Mm -hmm. but being vulnerable and just getting stuff out there i feel like is so helpful to mental health and obviously there's it doesn't fix everything you know there's a lot of things like there's so many other things that you know people need to do to Mm -hmm. work on their mental health but i think Having like vulnerability as a foundation, like with a good community, is mm-hmm. is a great oh, like first step to that, or just mm-hmm. like overarching thing. So that's yeah, that's it is necessary, especially for mental health. Mm-hmm. You as a college student, you know, you're about to graduate soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been in in the system for four years. Yeah, right. Getting your bachelor's. Yeah, you've been through it, and one of the biggest things that um, people as a college student go through is anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, they get too hard on themselves. How yeah. have you dealt with that? If you faced with it, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, I've, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been able mm-hmm. to put a name to it as anxiety. And mm-hmm. like, I've gone through my episodes of depression as well, but, um, in like high school, I didn't even really know what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it's not, it was not spoken. Of. I, I was the only one in my house, like at my age, like my brothers were off into college and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I didn't really have them at that time to be like, what the heck's going on with my brain, man? Like, yeah. It's yeah, just asking the question is huge. And I think that's just where education is going to, is big with, in terms of educating people on like what anxiety mm-hmm. is, how to deal with it and how to go about it. Like, and it's just so cool with like our phones nowadays, how mm-hmm. we can, which they're like one of the biggest <laughs> components to, my anxiety but it's also like <laughs> now you got these apps and these cool ways of like mm-hmm. headspace headspace is like oh, dude, it's great and it's just like learning yeah. like focusing on your breath and those types of little mm-hmm. things that you're like how does that help mm-hmm. my thinking and then exactly like, it really does it has big big effects on it so mm-hmm. 
I'd say, yeah, I mean, school sucks. School, school, is, <laughs> school is a big, big driver to anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I love learning, but it's just my own, my own thing that I, I didn't. School was a big, yeah, did not, <laughs> I did not love school. So that that anxiety is almost a little different to me. It's just like you got to get it done, or, mm-hmm. but like when it's like emotional or like different parts of your life that you have you're anxious about. It's like just taking the time, putting the effort into it. And I don't know, a lot of people don't like have the means to get headspace either though. Mm-hmm. So it's like That's true. having those different avenues or, you know, just the different practices, the different mm-hmm. skills to like, okay, right now I need to focus on my breath or something like that. Exactly. Just like a little trick or routine thing mm-hmm. that you, you put into your daily that is like, what that was, helps. um, when it's gone too much or mm-hmm. like, let's say, what would you do like in a daily basis to help with kind of like your mental mental health and like kind mm-hmm. of managing all the stuff when as a college student? Because I know, you know, finals week, you know, you have to go to work. You have, you know, maybe if you have a, a, a lady, a significant other, mm-hmm. you have to put some time there, mm-hmm. especially if you're a college athlete. That's a whole other thing. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> that's <laughs> you not know? me. So it's yeah. um, you're managing all these things. How to manage all that. And yeah. you're living on your own, too. Yeah. Which a lot of times when kids come out of high school, they've never lived on their own. I know. Super dependent on your and family. Exactly. Yeah. So I, then I, you, I know I was. you leave this like nice you know safe space mm-hmm. and then you're on your own you're paying your own rent you know you're in debt you know mm-hmm. your finals and all this stuff mm-hmm. what what was kind of the daily stuff that you would do to help manage that yeah uh for me in in high school at least i know and like you look back now you're like damn i was so i am still like i'm not taking away that i'm i'm not still super dependent on my family and like my mm-hmm. folks and my brothers and stuff but you really see it once you get thrown into like a whole different world of like college mm-hmm. and just a whole whole different setting. Um, but one thing I would say is like a, a maybe a realization I came to a couple years ago. I think it was important for me to know that being in college and all these new things are just such a big privilege in terms of like mm. this is like not everyone gets to gets to go this route. So I I can't always like let th- those anxieties be like, okay, this is, this sucks. You know, like I can't yeah. be saying it sucks in my head when I'm yeah. like, this is an opportunity that you just got, I, I think it's just putting it into perspective. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm in college. Like I gotta, my parents are helping me pay for college. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Like not many people get this opportunity. So yeah. when it, when there's like stresses of school or like the social, it's like, okay, let's put it into perspective here mm-hmm. and let's, Let's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think. I like that. You know, so I I definitely, like, getting away from, from the dependency of my family, it was so big for me. I was the kid mm-hmm. that cried every day, like, kindergarten, mm. first grade, second grade. Like, I couldn't be away from my parents. Mm-hmm. So going to college, I figured out how to not cry at school. But, <laughs> but it was just huge for me. And then, like, going mm-hmm. abroad was so big. Just I think something I've learned in my life from the people around me is, is disrupting what you know and i think that is super beneficial to it's super beneficial to your own but also Mm -hmm. just like relationships in the future Mm -hmm. just kind of like blowing up what you know like i was in this cycle from when i was born to honestly when i went to college and then college is kind of this like whole new world and then college and you're like okay 
let's go abroad. And then that all mm-hmm. blows up. You're like, wow. Just seeing new new things and how people are with each other. And, so and traveling. Tra- has- traveling was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling was huge. That's giving you a different perspective. On yeah. How- that's for sure, dude. Because like I, you know, my parents come from Mexico, and yeah. that's a whole other world. And um, I, I was born there, but then you know, I was raised here. Um, when I listen to the kind of what my mom or my my dad will be telling me these stories of how they grew up, mm-hmm. how they lived, and you know, we we have a hard. It's such. It's so nice that all our tragedies fit on the tip of our tongue mm. you know all yeah. the problems that we have here mm-hmm. man like for me personally i struggle not to gain try not to gain weight mm. other countries there's people that they're starving to death yeah that's such a big privilege that we have here in the u.s yeah and that's yeah. such a thing that you know we have to put in perspective like dude like yeah. i have five bucks in my pocket i can mm-hmm. go somewhere and get some food mm-hmm. some people have to you know, feed their families and a month's worth of work is still not enough. Yeah. You know, they're killing themselves and they don't know how to get out. There's people out there and there's situations that they don't know if they're going to see tomorrow. Yeah. There's people that have, you know, they don't have anybody else. They mm-hmm. don't have their support system. They don't have anything. Exactly. That's yeah. a very big thing that we have to put in perspective and we have it so easy here and it's so easy for people to just be like, Oh, I have to do this. No, like, this is yeah. America. It's like, dude, like, yeah. other people have to do a lot worse. Yeah. That's like, real. okay, you yeah. have to, oh, you have to get vaccinated or whatever. You have yeah. to put on the mask. Whoop de do, man. Yeah. Um, my do. cousin just got chased by the cartel. Yeah. Um, you had to put a mask on. Uh, yeah. Put that mask it's on, a Sally. Piece of paper on your exactly. face. Like, is it that big of a thing? <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. Yeah. So, I know. And it's just, yeah. Man, that's real it's right it's there, been right. all these things, and I, yeah, that's so true, man. Putting perspective in it, you mm-hmm. know, makes a you know for a different life, and that's a lot of times I get in my head. It's like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's like, man, like if I were some somewhere else, anywhere yeah. else, what would my life look up like yeah. right now? Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, that's a, that's that's another things, and you know, I went to college for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could have gone, you know, my bachelor's and stuff, but I was like. Eh. Not yeah, not the route. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, I'm not bashing on you know everybody that's going to school, but there's some jobs, mm. dude, that you don't need a degree not for. At all. Yeah, like a political science degree. <laughs> You're gonna be a politician when you grow up. Yeah, no. So I I completely am with like going different routes and yeah. like going to college, awesome. Not going to college, mm-hmm. awesome. Like yeah, my my family's got it has gone every which way, and it's just like. You see everyone doing their own thing. And, like, mm-hmm. that's the way it should be. People yeah. should be going, doing their own thing. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be, like, this cookie-cutter way of how to. Exactly. I think that's that's super cool. And it's, like, we live in a world today. And, like, we were t- you are just talking about. Mm-hmm. We live in a place and, like, with, like, our phones and stuff like that. And we live in, mm-hmm. like, just, like, a time where it's, it's so accessible to do things mm-hmm. that aren't from the way our parents grew up. Or the, just these types of things where mm-hmm. it's, like. Yeah, there's just so many opportunities in terms of what to or what what you what you want to do, and obviously there's a lot more to dive in with that. You know, oh, yeah. there's like a whole there's this obviously not everyone has equal opportunity when it comes to that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just like when they're talking about you know going to going to college or not going to college. There's just so many 
cool avenues that you can mm-hmm. go down and you're not held to these you know like you're saying like a cookie cutter or cookie cut cookie cutter way so i think it's like one of the things i've noticed it's not necessarily um what you have or what you don't have is who you are hmm. not not saying not your name but yeah. like if you got that it factor when yeah. i'm saying that it factor mm. is if you want to make it or you don't mm. because i've i've seen people you know working these different jobs that um mm. they're in this place and they're miserable mm. they know they're miserable they yeah. know they have the opportunity to do more mm-hmm. but they don't they choose that yeah. then there's other people that they're like, okay, my situation is shitty right now. You know what? I'm gonna work hard at it. And yeah. I'm gonna get myself out of this rut. Yeah. And I've I've met a lot of people like that. I've met people that have come from a different country, from Guatemala, Salvador, Mexico, mm-hmm. all these Latin American countries, bro. Yeah. And they're making it more <laughs> than the people that grew up here and you know they have yeah. citizenship and all these opportunities. Those guys came over and like, hey, yeah. I'm here for a reason. I'm working my butt off. Yeah. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs. Yeah, they don't have cool. even a high school degree. And they're balling. They're, <laughs> they're balling, dude. Their they're, they're making it. And That's it's, cool. I think it depends on the person, you know? Yeah. You know, your education and your upbringing, that's important, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, it's it's super complex, right? In terms yeah. of, like, it's, it's like there's so many different things that that are, like, like you said, the education, the growing up part. Like, mm-hmm. there's these structural things that have play a big role in that but then like you're saying then there's these there's just the two there's so many different i don't Mm -hmm. know it's like a super complex thing to really think about but like in those types of situations it's like wow that is it's like a good a good footprint right there like you're talking about like dude look at that like that is yeah you can you can make it if you want to yeah and it's not like oh yeah it's just, you know, I'm going to make it. It's going to happen. You mm. have to put some work into it. Put some work not in. And just... everyone's got a different route to that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's Dude. got different routes oh. and different barriers and different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, Your that's... outcomes, everybody's everybody's wants and outcomes are different. Mm-hmm. So your road and your lane or whatever that you're traveling is yeah. going to be different. It's going to yeah. look different. And it should look different, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. not we're not all the same, you know. We mm-hmm. want all different things, and it's that thing. If you focus on yourself and you just go through your own lane, mm. it's gonna be different. And yeah. this is stories with friends right here. Yeah, right? exactly. Hey, <laughs> this is the avenue right here. Exactly. Dude. So, what? What is? Oh, this is the question I was asking you. Mm-hmm. Is because I'm, you know, I I minored in Spanish, and I was like thinking, I was like, okay, I might try and throw a little bit of Spanish on you, but I I don't think I, I didn't know if I wanted to test that. But would stories be historias? Historias. Historias. Okay. Uh, yeah. Historias con amigos. Con amigos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that's all I'm gonna drop today. <laughs> that's all I got. Historias con amigos. Um, yeah, dudes. Quite a world that we live in. Um. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice from, right here, from, tatted on me. What does, it, what does it say? Nothing worthwhile comes easy. That's kind from, of that's like from your grandpa, right? From my grandpa, yeah. So, this is one of the tattoos on my right hand. It, mm. It's in his handwriting, and my grandpa always used to write these letters to me and my brothers, mm. and it would 
start off with like Matt, don't poop your pants this week. <laughs> that was a really? real struggle for me. <laughs> but then, but then at the end, it would always say nothing worthwhile comes easy. Mm-hmm. And I had a super close relationship with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. He he passed away in 2013. But um, but yeah, like just this the letters and his. I would say actually like going back to that one question, why are you so happy? Like that like i said thank you for even saying that like looking mm-hmm. and, and seeing that because my grandpa was like the epitome of someone that she's happy mm-hmm. and i think having like a person like him that i saw just day in and day out like he would be at like the mall and be like hey like just talk to anyone mm-hmm. and like give people hugs and like obviously Ooh. with covid like he yeah. can't do that anymore <laughs> but he just like really set that standard and he was just mm-hmm. such an amazing person and that's why i got this tattoo for him was just like he he lived by that like nothing mm-hmm. worthwhile comes easy and i think that's super true and um yeah like that's just a, a thing that maybe like going into the future and and like you just can look at your wrist and be like okay i'm going through this trial or whatever it mm-hmm. is like going through these doing through these things and you're like all right let's just power through let's 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 lean on the people lean on yeah. lean on your loved ones and i think that's something that he really set the example for so that would be a bit a big one for me is that tattoo man like that's one of the tattoos it's like all right let's let's just look at it like i like that and you can read that <laughs> that's sick dude. the tattoos like written in the people's handwriting too mm-hmm. i think it kind of sets it gives it a different feeling because it's yeah, just like i see my i've seen my grandpa write that so many times oh. and you can kind of think that stuff so I like that. cool that's stuff man cool dude yeah that's uh, the next tattoo for you, maybe. Someone's dude, handwriting. I get, yeah, I want to get that for sure. Yeah. What's um the worst piece of advice? Oh, jeez, that's a good one. Worst piece of advice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. Like some somebody told you something and you you're just like, like wow, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one. Yeah, I want to hear one. The worst piece of advice someone told me was be realistic. Hmm. I think okay, that's explain that to me. So um, I think that can be beneficial at some point, right? Can't like be. So, yeah. So one of the things was with me, I have all these crazy kind of like business ideas or things I want to do. Oh, in my life. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things was um, I wanted to be a musician. Right. I told my eighth grade teacher this. It's like, dude, I want to be a musician. He looked at me. He said, be realistic. Mm. You have a better chance of starving to death. And becoming a musician. Oh, man. My eighth grade teacher, bro. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hayward, fuck you. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, he was like, he was like yeah. I love that teacher. Okay. Um, I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah. So he told me that. And I was like, I after that, I kind of like dampened my my thinking. And kind of like, okay. Then then it put me kind of in this funk going um out of high school, everybody would ask you, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I don't, and I would look, you know, I would look at other people. I would look at my dad. It's like, yo, dad, like, how are you working so hard? But you're still not quote unquote wealthy. Yeah. But this other guy is working maybe less than you. And he's a lot more wealthy than you. How does that make sense? Yeah. I think that that part was, you know, being realistic okay, if we're being realistic, then how is it that we're 
going to be able to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. If somebody told Elon Musk that yeah. uh, as a young kid, there would be no Elon Musk. Be realistic, yeah. There man. would be no Jeff Bezos, no be no Bill Gates, no Steve yeah. Jobs, no Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, it, from the beginning, he was told be realistic. You're never gonna be make. You're never gonna make it, right? Yeah, that was one of the big things. But yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna get to that. <laughs> but I, I got know. a question for you off that thing. What's that? What uh? What is so? The people that you listed right there, I, I like those people are very successful mm-hmm. people. But how what's your definition of success? Is it like what, for instance, like be realistic in that sense? It's like mm-hmm. what what is the I- idea of success? Because those people are like super, super wealthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like have done things in the world that are I don't know what's the right word here. Like impactful, I guess mm-hmm. is the right word. Maybe not always the best maybe not always the worst but like mm-hmm. so what what would your idea of success be or like you know because like is it is it wealth is it money or is it like i don't know no i, I me, think that's a i think that's something i've asked myself before that's a definitely a good question yeah. i struggle with that a lot yeah me Honestly, too that's a me personal too. thing for me um there's no answer right <laughs> that one for, that for one's tough my personal thing is is not money because mm-hmm. if you chase money and you get money, you never be satisfied. Yeah, that's agree. a satisfaction thing that you will never, you know, be satisfied. I think success for me is changing other people's lives for the better. Hell yeah! And man. it doesn't have to be millions of people. If you just change one person's life for mm-hmm. the better, mm-hmm. and they become, you know, this great thing, mm-hmm. or you change their line of their trajectory for what their. Um, their environment was gearing them up to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing, you know. Saving that's one awesome. person's life is all worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Martin Luther King yeah. Jr. If he was realistic, mm-hmm. okay. we wouldn't be sitting here together today. Yeah, you know, in this country, mm-hmm. and that's a huge blessing, dude. Yeah, and but there's a lot of people that were like him and that lived that philosophy of. There has to be change. There has, we, we can do better. Mm. And, you know, being successful, I think, is also to be remembered. Mm. Um, if we think about uh, the, the most, the people that have been remembered throughout history, they have all been successful. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because they the amount of money they had in the bank. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, Martin yeah. King Jr., uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm X huge revolutionary dudes mm-hmm. did you once check the bank account no yeah exactly yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing we there's a lot more wealthier people than you know the people that we have in this country but we don't know them it's not because yeah it's it's that thing it's success and money don't always go hand in hand yeah and you know i think if you follow what you're put on this earth to be mm-hmm. and you chase that success, money will follow. Money will follow, yeah. Money will follow. Means will follow for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the it's the drive, it's the vision at first. Like it's like there could be people like, oh, I'm driving to make money. I'm driving to exactly. do Exactly. That's not always like a bad thing, I don't think. No, like, it's not. It's I think not. that's like a, a valid point and a valid way to go. Like, especially I feel like here, like out of college, it's like it kind of makes you a lot of the things in college is like, okay, now you need to go get a job. Now you need to do mm-hmm. this. And like those pressures aren't always the right things, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I think that's super cool that you said that. Just like 
helping one person like that's success in yeah. my eyes and like whether that is noticed or not like helping someone is mm-hmm. is success like that alone is success right oh there. yeah so, because the yeah. the story that um your grandpa said yeah not what, what was it nothing again? worthwhile comes easy yeah, yeah, and you would t- you would you know you said that your grandpa would always come up to strangers say hi. Yeah, yeah. There was this one guy um, that I heard like a, this little story on social media. He was going through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to end it. Oh man! But um, this guy just came up to him and he talked to him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you know, you know, complete stranger, mm-hmm. complete stranger. He would just come up to him, talk to him, like you know, treat him as a as a human being. Yeah. And then he said, because of that person, I didn't kill myself. Yeah. Right. And that, and there's people like that, that know that they're going through stuff and they will say hi to a random stranger. Don't even know them because mm-hmm. that one hi to somebody yeah. can change their life. Yeah. You I don't agree. know what people go through, dude. <laughs> like some of these people have gone through shit. Shit. They've yeah. gone through hard stuff. And it's sometimes it's hard to get out of our own space and be mm. like man this people this person's going through it yeah um you know people like your grandpa people like you people mm. everyone's got their own stuff that is that is something that i've you know mm-hmm. everyone goes through goes through their own goes their own, through their own stuff but i completely completely agree with you on just like asking us like it does sound super cl- like cliche like people yeah. say that type of stuff but it's like just talking to someone like asking how someone's doing Mm -hmm. it may not because like i feel like the reason maybe you wouldn't is just because like you're like used to it or something like that like i you have your community around you that people are asking all the time it's like okay now it's like normal Mm -hmm. but when you're out and you see someone or like you just spark a conversation or and i know my grandpa like he's the same way and my mom's the same way because Mm -hmm. she grew up with him and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but it's just I feel like it's like very, very much a two way road too. Like it's mm-hmm. not like I'm going out and seeking someone, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I want to like help this person." I, like mm-hmm. just talking with someone or like just being with someone is mm-hmm. so, so much of a two way road where it's like, "Wow, now I feel better." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, "Hey, you did something for me, even if mm-hmm. you know you don't see it that way or whatever." Like it doesn't have to be like that either. Where it's like, "Okay, I'm going mm-hmm. out to like do something." Hey, no, it's like it's it, it goes my way too like they're helping me. it's just like a very it is it's very uh i don't know the right word for that but it's it's important I think. <laughs> yeah it is it's important yeah. yeah i had i had this friend one time and he was like a really happy guy really bubbly and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i would look at his situation and the way that he was they weren't mm-hmm. matching up because it's yeah. just, it's, he was in the shithole yeah and he was a really happy person and i asked him one time i was like hey dude are you okay yeah he looked at me he was like no yeah i'm not i'm All depressed right. Yeah, and I kept talking to him, and um, the more I talked to him, it was like his eyes were starting to water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Dude, if you need anything, if you need like, like a place to stay, or whatever, mm-hmm. you got me." Because yeah, I don't have much. I don't. Yeah, yeah. but what I have, I'll I'll, I'll try to give, bro. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to always give money. You know, no, not um, at all. Yeah, giving your time to somebody um, is an, is a big thing because it's almost um, like the most important yeah exactly like i think like means come from giving your time so it's Mm -hmm. like time is it's something that i mean it's all there's like an ending point for us Mm -hmm. all right like time is hasn't has an end but it's like if you're willing to give your time Mm -hmm. and your energy to someone i think that's so much more valuable yeah obviously there's like 
means to it on the other mm-hmm. side like food like care like shelter yeah, like those types real. of things but yeah. it's like at the at the core of it it's like giving your time and that, yeah giving that person your a energy push. yeah energy and push I had when you lose somebody mm. that's i for me that's like the hardest thing ever yeah um you know my mother-in-law passed away recently mm-hmm. that's been hard for us and you know there's at first like you know when you first hear the news everybody's like oh I'm so sorry, prayer saying yeah. out to you, whatever you need, you know, you can come to me. Yeah. They don't mean that. Yeah. It's that thing. It's um, yeah. when when I actually need something. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, I need somebody to talk to. Oh, I can't. Wait. You'll drop blah, blah, your blah. stuff and go go beat the person. I Exactly. So it's. Yeah, man, it, that is. It's, it's um, I understand they're trying to be compassionate and mm-hmm. stuff. But when they say, you know, if you ever need anything. There's very few people that, that actually be that. there mm-hmm. when you actually need something. Yeah. It's just that thing. Well, man, that's that's a good thing, I think, to talk about. Because, um, like, my parents have talked. And I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, so, yeah, my, my brother passed away. My mm-hmm. oldest brother passed when in 19, 1995. How old was he? He was eight years old. He uh-huh. died of a brain aneurysm. It was, oh. it was actually a type of brain aneurysm, which it was, it's just, it was like... I don't know the whole medical mm-hmm. b- behind all that, but yeah. I was born in 99. So okay. I was after he had passed, but you know, I think that is um, a big reason why, you know, my family and I are super close and this goes into mm-hmm. like my faith and stuff as well. Like faith is a big part of my life, but just talking about this with my parents, cause it's still a really hard subject for my mom and dad to talk about. Yeah. But like we were just saying, the support of the people around them mm-hmm. is always what they testament to getting through that. Mm-hmm. And my, it's like an 85% divorce rate after a child's death. Really? And my parents, and not to say that like, if parents had a child pass and they got a divorce, if that's like, that's not wrong either, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's just like, um, it just, it says something like, cause my, my family, I have this second family like called the hunters that, Kevin mm-hmm. Kim Hunter and mm-hmm. they're like my my blood basically and then yeah. I have my my blood of my family and stuff too but and it's like that's one thing you don't need to be blood to be family that's true. super real right there um but my parents have always said to me and my brothers like I wouldn't have been able to get through the death of your brother without the support around me mm-hmm. and like it was people my dad walking out of the hospital falling into this guy's arms like that's huge the guy being like you said being there Mm -hmm. and like not always physically being there either but like my my mom's family lives across the state calling every day like or my grandma grandpa taking the trip to be with my Mm -hmm. parents like and obviously it's my parents are never going to get over it and um there was like the years that like my parents were bedridden i know like they couldn't even get out of bed but it was just those people being there showing up in a number of ways and that is something that is like what's like you can't even say how much that means it's it's priceless yeah it's It's priceless priceless. and it just really is a testament to those people in my -hmm. life and my parents life just like you saved my parents life in that Mm -hmm. in that instance like no one like death is so hard in every instance yeah and like my parents losing a child it's just like unfathomable yeah unfathomable and i mean it said my parents and i would all say it's like a testament to our faith because those types of things Mm -hmm. are 
bigger than us. <laughs> They're yeah. bigger than I truly believe that. They're just so much bigger than us. Whatever you, the title you put on it, because mm-hmm. I think whatever you believe, like it, there's just something so big to the support of your friends and community around you mm-hmm. that it isn't, it can't just be us in my thinking. It just can't be yeah. in my, just like, it's so important to to see those people around you and yeah, just testament to them. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. But, yeah, I know. But that is, I think, just super, super important. Community yeah. and the support around you, like a lot of things you can't get out of or, mm-hmm. or can't do without the people around you. So yeah, for real. That's like the one thing I'd say in my life, like it is, it's like, it's priceless. Like you said, there's just no like reason to it on one mm-hmm. side of it. It's like, geez, like why does someone just keep showing up? Like that's just mm-hmm. so cool. Like they have no obligation to do that and yeah. they continue to do that. Yeah. And like, I feel like a lot of times in life, it's like, I did this, you do this, or like, mm-hmm. there's just like, it seems like there's reasons to it, but like mm-hmm. when there's supporting, un, unfat, like, what's the word? Unfathomable? Oh, no. Unconditional? Unconditional. Like, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. unconditional. There's no conditions to, to the support. It's like, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, yeah. in our life. Like, yeah. So, Spe- people like that are very special. Very and special. They're yeah. rare. Rare. Yeah. Because, like, let's be real. Like, a lot of people, they get so in their heads, and you know, everybody has stuff going on. So yeah. they will, um, they won't necessarily check up on people. And that's one thing you know I've lacked on before too. Um, we all have, man. That's exactly. that's just the human aspect. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it's hard to be like, hey, dude, like, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Especially for us guys, sometimes you know, oh, yeah. it's it's hard for us to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you know it's. It's easier for women. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a woman, so I can't say. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I, I I make it sometimes a priority, like, to check up on my friends. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, just like a simple text. Like, yeah. sometimes it'll be like, uh. and the, the general response, like, I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And then I'll text them. Okay. Are yeah. you really fine? <laughs> yeah. Don't let's bullshit dive deeper me into right it. now. Yeah. Do like, how are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not okay, mm-hmm. dude. Like, there's like, you know, stuff going off my my girl, mm-hmm. like, you know, troubles with this and that. It's like, okay, let's, you know, put it in perspective. Let's actually see, you know, what's the problem and that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's helpful. And I have, you know, I have some good friends that, you know, they 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 check up on me periodically. You know, I try to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I think, yeah, just at the end of the day, That's reach out to your people, man. Reach yeah, out to real. your people. And it just, it, it'll, it'll, and not, don't reach, like, reach out to people aside from your people. Like, reach mm-hmm. out to, reach out to who you can reach out to. Cause I think it just means a lot to people. Yeah, it does. And, and like we were saying, it's a very much a two way road. You, you would be surprised how often you'll talk to someone. You're like, oh, wow, like that, that really, like, I needed to get that off my chest too. Yeah. Like, I needed to talk. So, mm-hmm. It's not always just like the, I'm going to go help that person or yeah. what, you know? So, yeah, it's true. Man. That's important. I think one of the biggest things for me was, you know, God, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I don't really have anybody to rely on or I don't have any support system, I think mm-hmm. just one time um, I was, when I was younger, um, um, I was kind of like, I was upset. Mm-hmm. I was upset with God. And I would get to this point where I would ask him, like, hey, are you really real? Mm. Um, yeah. Do you know this guy named Michael Francis? 
No, I don't think so. Um, so it's like this mob guy, and he got out of the mob. Like people don't do that, and you know, well, he, you have to find your faith, right, to get out of the mob, or like out of. I I you, heard this in some gang. My dad described me. He's, like, um, he was like like a really like m- real deal mob guy. Like yeah. he was like in the movie Goodfellas. Oh damn! So he okay. was um um he was uh, he was in the mob, and either you get out the mob in a body bag or you just stay in there forever. Okay. He turned his life to God and he got out. And there was, I think, like 90, like eight people in that same organization as him. He's Mm -hmm. the only person alive to this day. Wow. And so he would always ask God, show me some proof every time he would show up. Mm -hmm. And I did the same. I was like, hey, are you real? Mm -hmm. I was chilling in my bed one time. I was sleeping. And I asked, Mm -hmm. like, dude, are you real? And then I just hear this clear voice say, Victor. Yeah. It wasn't my dad because it wasn't in Spanish. My dad doesn't call me Victor. Yeah, he yeah. tells me his nickname, whatever. And it wasn't in English. It was kind of like this mix. It just Victor, but like stern. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo. <laughs> and when he said that, he was like, put some respect on my name. <laughs> put some respect no, on my name. <laughs> exactly. For real. And he was like, you're playing with me too much. I'm going to put you in your place. Yeah. So watch him now. you upside your head. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> So I was like, yeah. oh, like, I should oh, be shit. careful, you know? <laughs> and so after that, I was like, okay, you're real. Yeah. And then one time I was actually chilling in my living room. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, I was like, God, if you're real, move that piece of paper. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, eh, maybe it's, you know, like a ghost or something. But I wasn't scared. I was like, yeah. move that piece of paper. There, were, You know, all the doors are closed. All the windows were closed. Yeah. No heater, no nothing. Yeah. That piece of paper moved. I was like, man. <laughs> oh. I got a question for you, Vic. Yo, what's up? This is a this is a faith question, but yeah. do you, would you need that paper to move to believe in God? I needed something. You needed something. I needed something because okay. honestly, for me, um, that's that's another big thing that um, I struggled with, and was uh, growing up. Yeah, growing up, so very young age, I didn't know. Did right you grow up wrong. Ca- like what? What? Oh, I you... grew up. Um, I didn't grow up Catholic at all. My parents did. Okay, and they converted to Christian. Okay, uh, when I was in like first grade. Okay, so I was in the church in the Christian Pentecostal church since first grade. You know, till up now. until now, yeah, yeah, yeah. till now. Yeah. And the longest time. I was like, they would tell me God is good. Mm. God is holy. God is great. Mm-hmm. God is this big, magnificent thing that, and, you know, I didn't before, you know, they told me that before I knew what wrong and good was. Mm-hmm. So I was never like, okay, let me find out for myself mm. because they would always tell me. So I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, he's, he's, he's real. Is he real? I don't know. Cause yeah. they would just tell me they wouldn't show me. Mm. So I needed some proof. Yeah, I need to be like, okay, is that Bible real? Is all these people that you follow, yeah. are they telling the truth? I needed some evidence for myself. Yeah, because yep. if I, if someone tells me that chocolate is sweet, mm-hmm. and I have never tasted chocolate, do I know it's sweet? <laughs> exactly. So I yeah. need to be put in my place in that sense, and I need some proof yeah. for myself to be like, okay, you're real. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, like, dude, like, I'm perfect. I, you know, never sin. I never do that. Yeah, yeah. I struggle in my faith every single day. That's faith, right? Like, I yeah. feel like that is a key component to faith is that, like, mm. it's meant 
not meant to be a struggle, but it's like faith. Like what I want to get like the definition of faith. Like faith is believing in something that is unseen, right? I think is that, so, yeah. is that essentially what it is? So like it's, um, but like, and it's, I think it's meant, like I've talked about this with my parents, like it's meant to be a, a journey, I guess. Is so sense. the dictionary. Oh, we got it. Webster's. What's Webster's? <laughs> it's um, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Mm. Um, or the other um, definition, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. There we go. Exactly. Okay. So that's, you know, sometimes um, when I have, I'm having a down day or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of like an optimistic person. I try yeah, to I be. I think you're an optimistic person. Man, and sure. um, uh, my wife would always tell me, like, what do you do? Like, mm. how do you know things aren't going to, uh, how do you know things are going to be okay mm. all the time? Because mm. I would tell her it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, mm. and 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 I told her it's like you know what I don't yeah I don't know it's gonna be okay, but yeah. I have faith. Yeah, I have faith in something bigger and that's more huge. powerful than me. And that's if you don't have faith, man, you don't have anything yeah. because then faith in something like it it can be mm-hmm. honestly yeah. about anything. Like I've talked about that with a lot of my friends because like a lot of my close friends wouldn't align with necessarily what i believe right but i think every day regardless of whether you say it's religion or what Mm -hmm. it is because i've had a lot of struggles with religion as a Mm -hmm. sin because i think religion is often used for like a power trip and like Mm -hmm. uses power in history at least like it's been used to exclude and marginalize Mm -hmm. people and i think that is not at all what i think okay what i believe and Mm -hmm. what my faith is in i think my faith is in you know that that's a different like yeah. we can get into that but i think um where even was i going but like my friends and i definitely don't see eye to eye and what like the structure of what we believe mm-hmm. in but every day we we have faith in something yeah. like i had faith i was gonna get here just driving my yeah. car you know like <laughs> exactly. my friend has faith that he's gonna like get through the day like whether yeah. it's believing in jesus or buddha or whatever it is mm-hmm. i think there's faith in most people's day to days, yeah, it's like just getting up and waking up, you're having yeah. faith in the day. You have faith that's going to be a better day. Yeah, it's better be day. Easier. Getting through the day. Exactly. Yeah, just getting through the day. Yeah. So I think that's something I have just like later in like my college years because I I grew up as a Presbyterian like mm-hmm. in my family, but often I've struggled with just like what religion's done, like. Oh man, like just looking at the world today, like often people use religion to just like marginalize people. And I think that's horrible. Like yeah. that's never what I would like to align myself with believing like the, the structure of religion. I'm like, not that religion is like people that do align with that too. Like I don't want to go either way saying one's wrong and one's right. But this like history shows that religion mm-hmm. has been hurtful to people, yeah. you know, but yeah. I think the side of faith is just a different thing because it's like just believing in something greater, something bigger. Like mm. that is what I am just working. I'm honestly working through it right now. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what that means to me. But the, yeah. Ah. Yeah, dude, we all <laughs> you know go through mean? it. I was going to yeah. ask you, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I got to, we were talking about the importance of soccer. Who's your team? Who's your guy? Oof. Or who's your lady? Like I, you know, oh, yeah. we got both sides of it. We got, <laughs> um, like my team um it's been barcelona 
Okay. You know, I'm Messi not trying to... Messi, dude. Oh, well, we want to talk about that? Nah, I'm not a... I don't know. I don't got enough knowledge to so, argue a point, honestly. Um, so... I'm Team Sevilla. Oh, really? I mean, I don't oh, really, you... I just went to a couple games. <laughs> yeah, Real but, Betis. All those, all those European teams are Spanish clubs, dude. They're yeah. A1, A1, man. For real. Um, Messi, because... Um, he's the best in the world, but it's when you see him play. Yeah, have you ever seen him play? Like, like not live, but I've oh, watched yeah. him play. Yeah, like um, I watched that Argentina versus Brazil. What was that? Copa. Oh Copa yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, he's just a magician. He's a magician. He's yeah. a magician. The way that he yeah like jukes people. The way that he curves the ball like. The way what sets so him apart from Cristiano though, because they're like the one two you would say, right? Yeah. So um, Cristiano, the huge base, Messi and Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Um, so is anyone else remotely in that, like Lewandowski or Mbappe? So, or you know how like in basketball, it's like Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. I mean, <laughs> Kobe's God. LeBron, there. come on, <laughs> Kobe's there too. Rest in but, peace, Kobe, man. Exactly, oh. rest in peace. But it's. You know them too, right? I know, yeah. So it's like that with them. Yeah. And but like, what about Pele? Because Pele would be like the yeah, red, he's, the guy from the older generation. Yeah, he's right? like the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, Messi. I mean, because you know, I grew up watching him. So yeah, Messi's because he's a magician. Ronaldo because he's a hard worker. Ronaldo's like just like a pure athlete too, right? Yeah, like I mean, he's what like six two, like big dude, dude and like yeah. fast. Oh, he's strong, super fast. And so when you see them play, um, Messi's a playmaker. Hmm. Ronaldo's just a striker. So he's just there the yeah. last second, boom, yeah. go in the net. But when yeah. you see Messi play, it's like a poet. It's like a poem. Yeah. It's like a Shakespeare. I don't know if you're familiar with Steph Curry. I'm a, li- a little bit. Okay, little well, bit. I just say that's a good comparison. Like Steph mm-hmm. Curry and LeBron, like Cristiano is like, and Cristiano's like a just a pure athlete. Yeah, he's a beast. Undoubtedly great. Beast. Like yeah. LeBron. I mm-hmm. I think LeBron's like we can get into that. But like LeBron's <laughs> my favorite player. I watch him. I would say he's the best. But yeah. like Steph is just like one of the most skilled players, best mm-hmm. shooters maybe ever. Like that's okay. kind of like like Messi, I think. Like tell me if I'm wrong here cuz I don't watch a ton of soccer, but he's just like undoubtedly the most skilled, skillful person. Yeah, he's um, makes teams better. Like he's a team yeah, player. Yeah, he makes teams better. Um, when he comes on the pitch, mm. the mood changes for his team for the better. Yeah, he does that a lot. And um, he, when you see him play, man, is like a magician. He, There's nobody like that. It's talent, but it's also a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, it's because he's like almost bred for soccer, right? Yeah, like, he's, he's short. Like, he's short. He's a short guy. Well, like he he was like from a young age putting yeah. that. That uh, light. Barcelona Cam- Academy. So what's he like got like growth hormones too, didn't he? I think so because dude, he was short. Yeah, he's still short. Yeah, and so they're like, dude, you cannot make it. But like, um, he he would just you would just see him play and he would run around these dudes like it was nothing. He make us look so effortlessly. <laughs> but all these guys, they're you know the best in the world, yeah. and he would run circles around them. So yeah. that really speaks on his end. Um, has he always been your favorite player? Yeah, I seen him play one time in Seattle. Really? Yeah. What was that when? What was that? That was like when I was in middle school. So was, it was the Sounders wild. playing someone? Yeah, the Who? Sounders playing Barcelona. Really? Yeah. Was it like ten zero? 
I was like four <laughs> zero, uh, and they were playing like their youngins or something like that, and um, they still mopped us up. I, isn't that kind of how it goes? Like any uh, Premier League team or La Liga team would just annihilate MLS teams. Oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And when I saw him play, when they're announcing the names, they would be like, "Oh, like you know, Iniesta, oh hooray, yeah. you know, yeah. Xavi, oh hooray, you know." <laughs> Victor yeah. Valdez, hooray! Yeah. When they announced Lionel Messi number ten, <laughs> I got my ear. I can hear everybody got so loud. I saw this guy, this little at the time they called him the Pulga, because he had long pulga. hair what and he would just be mean? running around. Uh, a flea, flea. So pulga. he would just be like in and out, like just yeah, yeah. doing his thing. This man scored four goals that day, four zero. I was like, Sheesh. "That's the best sports experience then for you, huh?" Dude, yeah, like, for real. It, that's and, so and, cool. and you know, seeing my pops and I think my friend uh, Rigo was there too. So oh, it was really man. cool. So it's that's dope. So that right there, that's your best sports experience in terms of like watching something live. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was my best. Um, and then playing. Yeah, playing. Oh, here we go. Playing, We're getting into it. <laughs> playing soccer. Um, the best one was um, when we were little kids. I grew up playing soccer. So I grew up like in elementary school, from yeah. elementary school to like, you know, high school playing soccer. Um, there was one time where um, our, all our, the whole team was just Hispanic kids. Because mm-hmm. when we went to, all to training, um, they're like, oh, yeah, if you want, you know, if you want a Hispanic coach, they're over there. Because yeah. a lot of us, you know, our English was bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And so all Hispanic kids, all in one team, we would just demolish every <laughs> single team out yeah. there. And then um, there would just be these games where we would, it, you know, it's Pacific Northwest. It would just rain, rain, yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah. And so we would play these kids. And we, it, sometimes there would be puddles of water. Yeah. And, just those times <laughs> with these guys, it was you know it was a great time and oh man, that's awesome. It teaches you a lot, you know. To Sport, be playing team sports has been huge in terms of yeah, yeah. I think that's huge. For real, you play any sports growing up? I was all basketball, man. Yeah, and I it it ended up me riding the bench all of high school. Really, <laughs> I I love I love basketball and like it's just something that you know it's like kind of my the family sport too and like mm-hmm. my cousin like was super good and like yeah. having the last name hillis in tacoma playing basketball oh, okay my cousin p hillis he patrick is his name p okay. but um he he was like there's so much better than everyone at his time like at his, his age like when he was mm-hmm. growing up in high school i think he had like an offer from villanova and then injuries played a part into it but he was like narrows league player of the year down in tacoma he okay. was he was big time so oh, nice. then you know 15 years later when me and my brothers came along and they hear you're a hillis they're like oh you're patrick's little cousin oh really yeah and then so <laughs> when you're out there it's like damn i gotta live up to the name and then i was like oh, i'm just gonna ride the bench so <laughs> but it basketball definitely taught me a lot of good things and i think it not going the way i wanted was huge in high mm-hmm. school because it's like i i made basketball everything when i was younger mm-hmm. and then when it not going the way i wanted it was it was great like really having to put it in perspective it sucked at the time but it was like all right, I'm not playing. I'm definitely not going pro anymore. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not going even playing in high in college. So it's like, yeah, those types of things are good realizations to have. It sucked at the moment, but it was mm-hmm. like, it was it is it, it was for the best. I think so. Damn, yeah, that's man. crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
I was, um, when do you feel the most authentic? <sighs> like, what is, good. what is that, um, uh, what's one thing that you're in your element? It's like, dude, this is my shit. This, this is my thing right here. Honestly, right here. Really? <laughs> I like just talking, man. And I think authenticity is a cool word. I, I think that's a good attribute for people to have, like, just being authentic around others mm-hmm. i think that's a, a thing i respect in others a lot um but for me i would say i feel most authentic yeah just talking to people chopping it up with people yeah mm-hmm. um that's when like so this new job i just got it is it is an interpersonal job so like that's that's something i'm just excited to to pursue and things like that mm-hmm. but i just know in my life growing up i know that's what i want to do and just like mm-hmm. be with people and talk with people and that's why like I minored in Spanish as well because there's a whole different side of that that I realized just speaking Spanish with someone. Like when I was in Spain, like having a conversation in English didn't do it. Like, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then yeah. like trying to learn learn the language over there and talking to my house dad and my house mom, like it just expands your relationship with the mm-hmm. person. And I think that is when, even though I I absolutely suck, like I, I'm not the best at speaking Spanish, but it just it sets a new a new I don't know it's like a, just a new road of like now now you can mm-hmm. talk with someone and, and experience someone and and learn how how their life is. So mm-hmm. I'd say that is authenticity to me. That's when I feel the most authentic. I like that, and just talking to people. So what, what's it for you? What would you say? Oh, I think. Um, when yeah i think when i'm just talking to people what i'm talking to people in like smaller groups mm. because i don't know if you do this but i do this i put on kind of like this i'm very much of an introvert are you yeah you're an introvert yeah i i so i would think you're an extrovert man. <laughs> so this one this one's hard for me to see in people because a lot of the times i'll be like you're for sure an extrovert uh-huh. and like almost 90 percent 100 percent of the time i'm wrong i'm they're like, nah, man, I'm for sure an introvert. So I am, what is it called? Um, a public introvert, private extrovert. Interesting. Have you ever heard of that? I, I, it, un, it makes sense in terms of like, I guess what that means, but like it, it doesn't make sense like looking okay. at you because like so, you, oh, you're a talker, man. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if when I first meet you, I won't really talk. Okay. I'll try like okay. except cracking jokes at my <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like I will like warm up. Okay, let me like I'll ask questions. Okay, where you come from? Like what's your upbringing? Like what are you likes? Like so when I'm doing that, I'm like kind of scouting a person. Now I'm reading them. So like, okay, so I'll kind of read them and see like okay, I should I can say this kind of stuff. I can't say this kind of stuff. So the, and then mm-hmm. the, you know I'll go from there, yeah. and then I kind of build that relationship with the person in, in that way because opens every, it up privately. Then exactly. You're more so every okay. person, if you notice, every person is different, mm-hmm. and you talk to every person differently. That's mm-hmm. how I do it. And you know when I'm talking to you right now, it might be completely different from when I'm talking to my parents, yeah. or my boss. You <laughs> That's know? for real. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm like in these smaller groups, I can really get into it because. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking politics, or we're talking this, talking about that. I like to debate a lot, and yeah. I like to hear other person's point of views, and and that way, you know, grows my perspective, it grows my knowledge, and it grows like sometimes it humbles me a lot too, mm-hmm. because I would have um, conversations like Ahmad with um, uh, this one coworker, 
And, you know, he was older and he was more knowledgeable than me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I talk to him about certain things and he'd be like, oh, that's actually incorrect. So mm-hmm. what do you mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's not actually not how things are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would teach me stuff and that would humble me. It's like, dang, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what was your question? <laughs> I'm lost now, too. <laughs> no, are you an introvert or extrovert? Like you're yeah, saying. How- so I'm an introvert. Um, you said you're a public introvert private and extrovert yes exactly okay. so okay. like i mod i was in my element mm-hmm. i knew everybody. you were in your comfortable exactly I so knew comfortability it. you're an extrovert yeah okay. so i knew okay. everybody's name i was friends mm-hmm. with everybody yeah. i was chilling i know it's like okay this person likes to do this they like to do art this yeah. person likes to make swords remember yeah. alec oh man the man <laughs> likes to do swords um <laughs> and like matt he's a tall handsome dude oh, dude come and, on <laughs> and then nate here comes oh my god oh, Nate's my. A is he an extrovert oh for <laughs> sure oh for sure oh for sure and uh, then that one's an easy answer and so and then you know other people like um sam landon, landon. what's I, your take <laughs> i he's Love a real Lando. chill guy yeah. real chill i couldn't like for like the first like half when I met him, I can't really read him that well. He's a he's one of the smarter people I know. I feel like really he just like in um what's the word? I just in like most avenues, I'm like that guy. Just he blows me away with how yeah. smart he is. Like it was hard for me to. He put he his got on like at mod. He just like got in the system. Yeah, balled out. Yeah. So I know I, p- people listening probably don't know who all these people we're talking about. Yeah. Now, oh but, yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> there was um. I don't know if you get this, but there's sometimes, do you ever have this kind of feeling about a person? Hmm. Like this kind of... Do you do you think you have good... Um, intuition. Intuition. That's the word? Yeah. That's what I was I think for. so, yeah. I think I can read people really well. Yeah. Um, do you get people the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Okay. Oh, 100%. Always. For Always. sure. Yeah. But both ways. Mm. Because if a person's a jerk, yeah. I'll be like, okay, maybe they went through some hard stuff. Yeah. But then... If a person's real nice, okay. Could maybe. also have gone through some hard stuff, right? Exactly. And for, I guess, intuition about people. I like to think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I give people the benefit of the, do- benefit of the doubt, I think, is always the right way to go about it. Yeah. Um, but I guess going back to, like, extrovert, introvert, I am an extrovert. And what, mm-hmm. how I, the definition that I've gotten that I think is really um, insightful is introverts often are get energy from like or extroverts get energy from talking right and introverts can get exhausted from talking but they can also like my brother chase can talk with anyone but he's Mm -hmm. for sure an introvert and like gets exhausted by Mm -hmm. talking with people and like conversation Mm -hmm. but he's like really good at it so Mm -hmm. it's like i mean like with you you say you're a public introvert Mm -hmm. but you're really good at talking with people so for me that's how i am too yeah for like for like extrovert i like at any time I could be like tired and go talk to people and get energy from it. Where some really? people are like tired and then they go talk to people like, damn, I'm just more exhausted, yeah. you know? But you may like on the surface level be like, wow, they're like really vibing. Like they're having yeah. a good time right now. They're <laughs> exactly. energized. So yeah, dude. I don't know. I think that's like the best definition I've got of an introvert and, mm. a, and an extrovert. But for damn sure, I'm like Nate, man. Nate mm, is probably yeah. the most extroverted person oh, I've dude. ever seen in my entire life. Dude, uh, and he's got a talent. He's, he's got different. a talent. <laughs> oh my god! So like, when he I'm needs from, to be on like a. I could see a him podcast? on podcast like, or Love Island. I could see him on <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Love Island <laughs> or like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like, oh yeah, dude. He would 
excel oh, he in something kill. like that. Um, he's got a good-looking guy, talking to everyone. He's oh caring, God. intentional, oh, yeah. like authentic is a word yeah. I would love. Like he's, just, he's a very authentic his person. His voice too. It, it's kind of like that voice that like calms you. It's like yeah. you know, it's like a po- it's like a podcast, or it's like yep. he would be like a guy on like Headspace. Who yeah. Like, Oh yeah, talks you through your anxiety. It's like, oh my gosh, Nate, you just put me to sleep. (laughs) His laugh too. Yeah. So when like you like hear his voice, if you hear his voice first, (laughs) yeah, and then you meet him, you have to do a double take. You have to do a double take. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the laugh is the best. Oh my god, he's just got that. He man, and like this guy nominated me for. I didn't get it, but uh, the commencement speaker at Western, mm-hmm. he nominated me. And like, really? he just nominated me to do it. And out of like the kindness of his heart, he did that. So I was like, <laughs> goodness, those types of things you just like, yeah, never put past that guy. Yeah, so, really shout cool. out Nate, man. Yeah, shout out Nate. Oh, yeah, man. You know how on podcasts they do like advertisements? We mm-hmm. just did an advertisement for Nate. <laughs> he should be paying us. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> this I, is how podcasts get money. I, I wanted him to be like the co host. The, oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's something big with podcasts is having mm-hmm. that like third party person. Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, they chime in and like oh, yeah. cause some havoc. <laughs> yeah, but he's busy. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. I think some I asked point, him one time and he. I asked him, I think, and then he was like, "I think about it." Well, well I'll, I'll keep on bugging him. Keep though, bugging sure. him because yeah. I think oh he would. God. He would be great. He'd be great on yeah, the podcast. Do you got any questions for me? Questions for you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I keep. I think I'm, I've asked a couple. What? What? Um, what did you think we were going to talk about when I asked you? Well, I the thing I think I just love about podcasts and like we were talking about like when you feel most authentic, it is mm-hmm. just like not always having like an outline. And I think mm-hmm. having questions is great, but it's mm-hmm. like having a structured outline to a talk never makes it super authentic, you know? Yeah. So like having questions is great. And like, mm-hmm. I think it's good conversation starter, oh, yeah. but to be like, this is what the conversation is going to look like. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, I know Vicky and I are just going to chop it up and talk yeah, about life. So that's what mm. I love about podcasts, man. It's just talking about, you know, I mean, it's just it's just like two voices having a conversation. So oh, yeah. it's cool, yeah. and that's what I, I was it. on Alex. You guys talked about UAPs, like it went yeah. from UAPs or religion to like to a whole bunch of different a whole stuff. bunch of stuff. Yeah, but a, I guess my question would for you then would be: mm-hmm. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, UAPs. I think yeah, um, um, because like let's say there was. L- "Quote unquote life on mm. Mars, yeah. Um, then we would be the aliens to them because we have a Mars rover on there, mm-hmm. right? So, and then you know, if you heard the podcast. You know, all these things would just come, you know, and go, and mm. the technology is way too advanced. But yeah, I I think there is definitely it's just it's so big. Like, how could there not be something else? Exactly. Out there? I don't think we are ready yet to meet another race when we have so many issues conflicts. here. Yeah. Exactly with our own stuff. We got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We got. They might it just out be first. chilling up there. Yeah. Being like, damn, they don't know how to figure a lot uh, of these things. They're out. like, <laughs> yeah. if we, they're like, if we expose ourselves to them right now, they're gonna freak out and they're gonna kill themselves. Yeah. Some way or another. So. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. Just in the future now, we got we got time. We're on the podcast right now. Exactly. Man. That said something right there. But I know with, like, my brothers, I'm the young, so I don't mm-hmm. know if I said this, but I'm 7, 10, 13 years older, younger than my brothers. Okay. So they're all in different stages of life. They're all mm-hmm. married, and it's just, it's super interesting. Like, two weddings now, I've seen people, my brother's like, all right, who do we invite? Who do we not invite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, just, I know how stressful that is. And yeah. 
you never take it personal with that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was the best man for my my one brother. They got married mm-hmm. during COVID, so they haven't been able to celebrate as much. But it was the, the first one was before COVID, and I was the best man, and I had to do a speech. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, I was drunk. It was, <laughs> I was I was like trying to say something mm-hmm. about like how he was like because he moved down to California with his girl uh-huh. and and like I was like that is out of the box like it is not something that he would usually do and mm-hmm. when he did that I was like that's when I knew it was the girl for mm. him but w- the word I said was that he was conceited and conceited is not the oh. right word in that instance <laughs> and I was up there like pretty drunk and I'm like talking in front of like 300 people and I'm like Oof. that was the wrong word so yeah dude. I gotta work on my speeches oh <laughs> weddings they're expensive yeah oh shit oh man hey well congrats to you though man congrats to you that's awesome it's awesome definitely a challenge but hey you know anything worthwhile and nothing worthwhile comes easy exactly hey that's the quote of the podcast right there podcast dude nothing worthwhile comes easy oh man what are um you know going you're 22. 22, man. Yeah. 22 years old. 22. What would you give your high school self a piece of advice? What would it be? Because punch him in his face. <laughs> there's a lot of people, you know, going into college and going, you know, that next step. Mm-hmm. What is a piece of advice? Um, because you know you've been through it. You know mm-hmm. you're gonna graduate soon. What's yeah. a piece of advice that you would give? Maybe somebody that is, is does, on there. Yeah. It's kind of like. They're not really sure what they want to do. Yeah. For me, man, that's a good one. I I feel like I, you know, they're like everything in your past, you like learn from it. And it's like, you wouldn't want to take it away. But also it's like, damn, you made some mistakes. It's like you, you got to learn from those. So mm-hmm. for me, man, that's a good one. What would I say? Man, just keep, keep pushing, keep doing and being authentic, I think that's a big thing. And and caring for the uh, caring for your neighbor and the mm-hmm. others around you is is so big. And it's, I think, really big is fa- having a foundation. So like whether mm-hmm. it's faith, your community, you need something that is you can have as your foundation. And that's not yeah. like money isn't a foundation. I don't think always mm-hmm. like money comes and goes. Yeah, for sure. I think job like having your worth in something that isn't, um, because like having a job is is great and stuff but like if your worth is in your job i mm-hmm. guess i don't think it's always the healthiest thing so mm-hmm. for me i would say is finding your worth and finding something that you can ground yourself in that is bigger than you mm-hmm. and i think that for me was my faith and um my friends and family mm-hmm. also getting a dog that was mm-hmm. a big a big a big okay. walking into your house and someone just stoked to see you every day <laughs> that yeah. thing is that is super yeah, cool so I guess my question for you would be, because mm-hmm. I loved how you talked about the worst advice you got would be realistic. So mm-hmm. let's be, let's look at like five to 10 in the future. Like, let's, let's like, what, what are you thinking? Like, what's, what, what's your, what's your move in the future? Oh, like what, what I see myself? Where do you see yourself? Yeah. Or just like, what, what, what are you hoping for? What are you, what are you excited about? Like, I think that's something that's important moving uh-huh. future is just being excited and hopeful for things um in the future what is it vic man oh, when this man. is getting millions of listeners let's yeah. not even think of that okay. <laughs> um <laughs> in the future i definitely want this to be my full-time job love it that would be so cool love it man pursue um, it pursue get move down to la 
pursue it. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, <laughs> LA ain't your field. No. Nope. Uh-uh. Um, um, I definitely want to have some kids by then. Yes. Um, How many kids? I want five. Five kids, <laughs> boys, five girls. Kids. So I want to have like maybe like one or two girls. Yep. Um, and I want to adopt. Hell yes, that's adopt. a good thing to talk. I love that man. I want to adopt for sure because my wife has adopted, and you know that's changed her life for the better. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool thing. She also wants to adopt for sure. Um, and then you know the rest, boys. Um. I just want one to look like me. I know that sounds sort of narcissistic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just want like a little me walking around. Oh, you know, man. that'd be cool. But um, that's got to be such a joy in life. My brother mm-hmm. just had a kid three weeks Ooh, ago. Wow! I got a picture right here. Okay. I can show you. Oh damn! You can't really see her, but <laughs> you see that her name's Jade. Jade Lila Hillis. I'm excited to meet you. Yeah, I haven't met so her yet. Cool name. But I think that's wow. really cool. Continue. Sorry for interrupting. Very good. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know. Honestly, I think um, I'm just going to be open to see what comes because you never know what's going to be down the road. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when you know I graduated high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I, w- I didn't know I was going to be here. I didn't really know I was going to be married by the time I was 23. What's your What's your advice then to that person? Uh, to the to the high school you high schooler, high school me, um, follow your gut, mm. follow your gut, follow your intuition. Um, don't be afraid to try something new. That's big, yeah. Because you go through all these stages in life. Um, sometimes you're discouraged to try something new, right? And mm. or some. Times something might be daunting or scary, so you don't try it. But I think it's very important to fail mm-hmm. because if you didn't fail, you didn't try. Mm-hmm. And to become quote unquote successful or to follow your dreams or to do this, you have to give it a tr- a try mm-hmm. because it's Trials like and errors, man. Exactly, yeah. and so like for me, I love ranch and pizza. But there's mm-hmm. a point in my life where I didn't mix the two, but I tried it, and now I love it. <laughs> So try yeah. everything once. Yeah. And that's what I told my wife yeah. um, uh, to, like, I told her, like, I'll, I'll try every, anything once mm-hmm. in every aspect. <laughs> there we go. So she was like, uh, you let me peg you? I was like, okay, oh, hold up. God. Hold up. Oh. Uh, I said like that. Is that where I we said, draw the line? <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, I'm good there. I'm good there. Uh, so oh, I, said, I, I said, I'll try anything once. Um, and honestly, just. Yeah. I think that's important. I follow that's important. follow what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't ever follow money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another big thing I struggled with. Follow what makes you happy because you can never put a price on happiness. Mm. That's, that's super real, man. So just those simple things, honestly. And yeah, man, I think, yeah. you know, we get in, when we get in that age, I mean, we're still in that age. Yeah. Um, There's no finish line. I'd exactly. say that. That's what I've... I think I hope I continue to learn mm-hmm. and know right now is like in our minds, in this society, we often set false 
finish lines in the future mm-hmm. it's like okay at that time then i'm gonna feel mm-hmm. good or complete or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's like no there ain't no finish line there's just as many struggles that come with the next stage mm-hmm. as there is today so i think that's important and like trying new things man that is so like i talked about earlier in the podcast like disruption of what you know mm-hmm. has been such a character builder and like just um yeah doing things you don't know getting out of what you know talking to people that you don't know yeah. how they live is so important so and also like yeah. oh another important thing was like networking just like networking. talking to people you never know what's going to come about that because yeah. sometimes it's not what you know it's who you know exactly <laughs> exactly and one of the other things was ah uh, shoot i think i forgot it uh, was <laughs> what was i gonna say oh <laughs> you're your starting line isn't always right out of high school oh yeah man hell yeah that's because sometimes people start late and Mm. what like like the biggest thing they pursue is is not necessarily after high school very rarely does somebody after high school go to college and be like okay this is you know this is exactly what i want to do this is how i do it and i'll be set for the rest of my life it doesn't work like that and take that pressure off yourself because you don't exactly. need to find out like that man that's that's the biggest thing dude yeah. and that's why these kids you know sometimes they get depressed or anxious because like i have to i have to i have to like yeah, get this no. you know degree or i have to do this like yeah. dude there's been people that they're like i man, they're in their 30s and stuff and they're like i don't know what i'm doing yet and that's it. awesome that's awesome yeah so yeah. it's your your start line isn't here mm-hmm and sometimes your finish line isn't when you pass away yeah because some what you built Mm -hmm. other people that you have impacted are still growing Mm -hmm. that and that might be a business that might be a non-profit that might be whatever you know everybody's end goal is completely different so um if there's also like um if somebody tells you something like it gives you a piece of advice and then you look at their life and mm-hmm. you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You may listen to it, but don't take it. Mm-hmm. Because there's been people like, oh, you know, you can do this, you can do that. But then they're miserable in their life. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't, want, well, I don't that, want to follow yeah. what you do. That's some, like, my, I think a really important thing that, like, my brother told me once is that you, you, you grow, th- I mean, you grow through what you go through is huge. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, even like the worst things of advice have been great in terms of like on the flip side, you look at it. Like, for instance, when your teacher said, be realistic, it's like flip that, be like, mm-hmm. now nah, I'm going to dream bigger or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like we were talking, my brother too was, was just saying like, you, you grow like your character, you grow in life almost like through the hardest things you can go, you go through, you grow, you go through you grow through so i think mm-hmm. you just learn so much from like the trials in your life or these these tough things in your life obviously you learn from the great things too but to my younger self i'd say yeah disrupt what you know and like just know like the hard things you go through you can grow through and like know that because often mm-hmm. when you hit hard things you're like damn this is like a negative thing. i'm gonna write that down what'd you say you go through you grow through what you go through you, you ever go, heard that you grow through what you go you through. grow through what you go through you grow Grow through you know what? Can you write that you down? Hit that? Okay, I, I, I might, I might get that tattooed on me. You grow through what you grow. Okay, yeah, I know that's kind of a tongue twister. You go. There we go. I got. I might get that tattooed in your handwriting. Come on now. 
Oh, I like that. All caps. That's Sheesh. how you know how I learned that from Gramps. Baby. Really, Gramps. All caps. All caps. I'm all huh. caps. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I got for you. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to? Man, I appreciate hit? you having me on the the podcast. I think this is. I am excited for the future of this, man. Thank you. I I enjoyed having you. And like when I started this, uh, I was thinking, you know, of people to have on. Yeah. I was like, I want to have Matt. Well, you, Matt. you text me like, let's give the people what they want. Exactly. I was like, oh, man, I'll, let's make it happen, man. Because we've exactly. been talking about this for, I think it was even at Mod, like months yeah. ago. I was like, I was My one like, hour a week. <laughs> That's all we talk about. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate you having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you hey, and, and kick it with you, man. So, I love, I love talking to you, man. And, this is great. You know, well, in the future, we're at, when I'm back from San Diego, we'll have to do a map returns or something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. Or I might fly over. You down there? Come on, hey, let's go. Come on. Is that the next one? Yeah. The next step. Let's put exactly. a date on it. Next year. <laughs> exactly. I'm <laughs> a couple down. months away. Okay. I'm down. I'm down there in January. Oh really? So whenever you're whenever you're available, get down to San Diego. We'll do this again. Okay, I'm down. My man. All, All right. right man. Appreciate it. Thank you.